0: As I stroll around the deck looking for the buffet,
1: I check out my score up on the display. I need a hip, no disc, and more cruise credits too. One more party favor will put me into the lead. But the next game is really tough. I'm not too good at too cool, but it may be enough to put me over the edge. My opponent c six so I take a deep breath and give the buttons a click. I'm other move when you play the
2: puppets. Welcome back to Geek episode 195, PlayStation 2, Electric Boogaloo. This is part two of the episode where we go into more of our personal picks that haven't been covered already. If you haven't listened to part one already, my suggestion would be to go back and listen to that first. But really, it's up to you. Anyway, on to the episode already in progress. Take it away, Andy.
1: Yeah. Bad, now we're in. and We're just now just getting to our own stuff. So let's uh, let's roundtable this a little bit. Uh, Todd, we'll start with you. What is a game on your yeah. list that you would like to talk about?
0: Oh, geez, you know, as I was going through, I was like, what games, what games did I play? Because, again, I had this, I think I got it when I went to college. So I didn't have a ton of time to play. And when I did, I was watching my roommate. But um, one of the one of the big games for me, and I know, Andy, you want to talk about this, too. But it was that when ESPN brought out their um, their, you know, the competition to. Madden and, and things like that. Yeah. But specifically ESPN NFL two K five. I yes. played that game for nigh-on ten years. <laughs> Updating the <laughs> roster. Tom Brady was still great. You know, I put Randy Moss on the team when Randy Moss goes there, you know. I created <laughs> characters, I drafted. I think I played about twenty-five seasons in a franchise. Wow. My... Yeah. I yeah, I did have these on my
1: list. And mainly Almost is kind of like a goof because they were so trying to just screw uh e a because e yeah. a was like the leader in sports uh sports mm-hmm. games and they they still are i mean and they're still awful but um <laughs> yeah, the beauty of the beauty of the uh the e s p n games were that they were cheap they were like twenty bucks mm-hmm. but you still got the current professional roster of um players and yep. licensed was, yep and you could always tell the guys that weren't in the players union
0: <laughs> which,
1: <laughs> since, big since talk,
0: strong man
1: yes well since <laughs> number 60 bring, bringing it up um for for the football i'll talk about the baseball one so um yeah you could tell the guys that weren't in the players union because like we for the red Sox, kevin millar was not a member of the um Players Union, so he doesn't appear in the game. Barry Bonds, though, and this is at the tail end of Barry Bonds' career, <laughs> says, I want this. You you can get my likeness only if you call this game Barry Bonds' ESPN Baseball and you pay me more money than you would pay anybody else to be the, be the front man in your game. They said, I don't think that's a good idea. Took him out of the game and then replaced him. Um, which means number and position, and they called him Joe Young, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like the movie Gorilla. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. Spike,
0: uh, but yeah, correct. I, I yeah, it
3: too. Yep. Nice, fight, Scott. Woohoo!
1: Yep. But yeah, Todd, I, I I loved these games. I would just I would come home from work and I would just play like a. Full like three series, just just
0: like three games in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was you know I I liked this more than Madden. Obviously, I played it for ten years, and then when I got Madden, I was like, I like my old controls for this. I like Terrell Owens on the cover. Like, come on. Well, the other thing too is that yeah, it is. It's a the 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 controls of this game are a lot easier
1: to figure out. They're way more intuitive than like the EA games, the Madden games, and everything. Agreed, so yeah, I, I do enjoy those. All right, so uh, also, Joe, what do you, what do you have for us in terms of a, a game on your list that has been mentioned already?
4: Jesus Christ, the rundown of sequels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we covered Final Fantasy 10 and Final Fantasy 12. Uh, Twisted Metal Black was a reboot of a car oh, combat God. series yeah. for the PlayStation, oh, yeah. And- one and Fun, two were great, and then they went way the fuck off the rails. And I think they sold out to Rob Zombie at one point, but Twisted Metal Black they brought it back to the original, which is to say, there's a lot of running over pedestrians, and yes. nobody's the good guy
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought I thought you didn't like that though.
1: Oh, ooh, it's
4: He's... one thing to say you have to play a bad guy. It's another to say, you've got eight people, they're awful, all awful, and you'll get to kill each other, go ham. <laughs> very different.
2: It's and like the or, running
1: man.
4: Yes. Plus dropping 747s on people. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> also... It's like
3: um, the Stephen King story, oh my god.
4: It's <laughs> very Stephen King in that every no, single d- d- person... D- 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 Every single person's ending winds up with them getting punished. Nobody ever walks away happy. That's Ah. the point. They all get what's coming to them.
2: Oh, yeah, because, like, whoever wins gets to make a deal with, like, a demon thing, right?
4: Right. And all the guy who had his eyes and lips shut shut wants (laughs) is to (laughs) repent on the doctor that did it to him. And he gets it. But his eyes and nose and lips are all still sewn shut.
1: <laughs> Doesn't like, fix that. Oh,
4: no. Everybody walks away very unhappy.
1: Oh jeez. It um, speaks, to-
3: <laughs> speaks to your inner emo, Joe.
1: <laughs> I wish my lawn were emo so it would cut itself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I found a species of
1: black grass. We can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay Catherine how about you what do you, what do you have on your list
3: alright so for Obscure Games I have uh, Smackdown
1: Shut Your Mouth oh I have that on my list too And oh you have Shut Your Mouth that's right I have another one sorry spoiler yeah, no.
0: you think you can mess with Brock Lesnar I don't think so Go ahead and run. I will find you backstage, in the parking lot, wherever. Bring your alliances. Come with numbers. It makes no difference. Cuz in here, it's over. Five. Smackdown. Shut your mouth.
3: Like shut, shut your mouth. I, I must have picked this up while I was like watching, uh, uh, wrestling with you guys. Yeah. And, and uh, like way, way back when we first reconnected and stuff, and we were like watching things, and you were dating Autumn, and. It's like getting into it. And I, I I don't know why I picked this up and it's just, there are so many ways to adjust your character. Like you spend half a day, just like, if you don't want to play something out of the box, which why would you, uh, you, you spend half a day building your character, your entrance moves, your outro moves, all of your moves in the ring, your luck. Like it's, it's a big investment.
4: (laughs) So I futzed around with this for uh, for a few for a few days. Um, I built the most violent wrestler ever. All of his moves were just punching the other guy in the head it, or, or stomping him in the crotch from every angle. That was it. That was all he did. And somehow the entire game, no matter what choices you make, everything just evolves into tag match after tag match after tag match, after tag match after tag. Match after tag. And the tag mechanics are just not great.
1: Yeah, I remember that with, with this one, because this was the first SmackDown game released for uh, for the PS2. And I was really excited, because I thought that the, uh, the the move mechanics would work better, the animations would look better. And it's just like, oh, man, SmackDown 2 is so much better than this game. <laughs> <laughs> and that was on the PS1. It's, yeah, like... I just, everybody looked really blocky. The commentary, which I was so glad that going like in subsequent games, they did away with the commentary. There's this whole joke about the last ride. Yeah. So every every time they would like they would they would have to piece together all this dialogue to try to make it sound uh, coherent. But it it's almost like they were all done in different uh, recording sessions. Oh yeah, they were they were one off. Um,
4: with with no context whatsoever for each recording.
1: Clearly. Yeah, this match is for the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> <laughs> now entering the ring, Devil versus
4: Prototype.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in a one fall match. Yeah, exactly. This ma- this is such a great intercontinental match
0: yes but the you last ride thing ross in a, in a recording booth for it wasn't days. even that like, it wasn't
1: on. even him it was um michael cole and taz i think they used for the
4: that's correct yeah this
1: one and this was back before you know like michael cole was just the worst announcer and taz was just getting into it but God. So
0: what you're saying is there's no excuse they should have had michael cole locked in a room for two days it, and just yeah make, every make sure single he, scenario of the game
1: no bathroom breaks. Exactly. Right. No bathroom well, what breaks whatsoever. It's Michael Cole. I mean Yeah. But it's just the thing is when when The Undertaker like would do the last ride, the last ride is a very devastating move. <laughs> <laughs> the only yeah, thing I, I'm really I sad really... about was I
0: never boosted his motorcycle.
1: Oh jeez. But uh yeah. I, so... I
0: played the um I was big into the N sixty four like uh, World Tour, Revenge uh, No oh, Mercy yeah. those wrestling games which were perfect right so I played those for years and then I tried you know, the new generation of games and I was like I don't like them as much so I, I liked going back to the N64 on that one yeah
1: well No Mercy was a fantastic game and there's they've, they've never been able to try to figure out a way to bring that back
0: for whatever reason um, I feel like they but, tried with with the SmackDown games, exactly. but it just wasn't there for me. Yeah. So one
4: thing I did find fun was that it was that era of The Rock where he would slap you in the face and then somehow cover three quarters of the ring dancing around you. When the time it took you to stand <laughs> back up and then do yeah. it again, like you just spun around <laughs> you like a top while you were trying to stand back up. It was great.
3: God damn it, actually,
1: Rocky! It's the that most was, frustrating definitely- thing.
3: Yeah, The Rock is definitely, like, the lead in that, that series. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, he was um, the lead in WWE at the time. That's Right, very right, right. Exactly.
3: It was, it was
1: definitely not a Triple H. So, Yeah, that's very true. It's yeah, so... tell me about
4: it. I served him 23 shots with a sledgehammer, and he still took me out in three shots.
2: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, obviously, you didn't smell what The Rock was cooking. No. <laughs> we played this... There was this game called...
1: It wasn't Heroes of Wrestling, but it was like Legends of Wrestling or something like that. It would have like all these older, non-signed wrestlers, and I remember Jim and I, because we couldn't figure out how the game played. Like we couldn't figure out how to make a pin, and it was pretty much Terry Funk uh, and Arn Anderson, pile driving each other into Concussion City for like <laughs> hours on end. It was just like, how do you pin? How this this <laughs> game's stupid. I can't play this anymore. <laughs> But on the subject of wrestling games, I'm going to uh, jump over to one of mine so we can stay on topic here. Um, my favorite of all of the SmackDown games for the PS2 was SmackDown Bring the Pain, which is the one with Brock Lesnar on, on the cover.
0: When you're Brock Lesnar, you got to watch your back. Chris Benoit tried to take me out in the elimination chamber.
1: You're nothing, Lesnar. And that punk this John so Cena, Cena I run this terrain. Here comes the pain.
0: Came after me backstage. But no matter what they do, no matter how hard they try, there is nothing and no one that can stop me. You and me. Ron penny's match right now.
1: This game had the, the roster was loaded, their, um, the, just the, the story mode was great. They re- and they really dug deep for the creator wrestler aspect of giving you moves you really hadn't seen like these guys do before. There, there were moves like the Emerald Fusion, which got banned because you could drop somebody on their head. AJ Styles Styles clashes in there. Um, there were so many awesome moves. <laughs> But, it, you know, for that's wrestling a great games... name for a move. Yeah. What? The, the styles Clash? Yeah. I always, thought, I always thought you should call it the Style Driver, but that's just me, and, you know. <laughs> I mean,
4: that's cute, too, but Styles Clash is just... It's,
1: Stone Cold Without Law. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. But, um, the, the, for <laughs> me, when it comes to any type of... Really, any game in general, but sports games, wrestling games, the, the move mechanics have to make sense. And they have to almost feel like, like a second nature to you. And that's the thing with Bring the Pain. The controls are so easy. And it's so easy for you to pull off finishers and do your secondary moves and do rope moves without having like this convoluted button smash. Or you know, have to use the, uh, the analog sticks to try to get half your moves done. Like the newer... The, like the, the 2K games suck. They are awful. Like, you, you, just they're really difficult to play because it's like you have to slay a dragon while you're holding down on L3. And <laughs> while you're doing all that, you have to spin R3 around, holding down on both uh, R1 and L2. And it's just like... Stop it. This doesn't need to be this hard.
4: (laughs) You know, I spent a lot of time tooling on that other SmackDown game, but I will give you that. All the finishers were like one button
1: at worst case scenario,
4: toe kick into one button. It was very simple.
1: Yep. All you got to do is get them stunned. Watch the SmackDown thing roll across and then hit your move. Yep. So, um, all right. How about, uh, Joe, what do you got on your list that hasn't been discussed yet? All right. The first one on my list is
0: black. You'll never see us. We're the shadows behind the headlines. Faceless. Three months later, he turned up in Moscow. Always one step ahead. This is our world. A deniable world. A world that no
5: one can admit exists. Which is just, it's just gun porn. That's what even the developer said. Yeah, it's gun porn. That's all it is.
4: I love that fucking game
5: so much. And it's just, it's so, and that and because it, that's all it is, it's straightforward. It's you, guns, go kill people. That's it. It
4: was a beautiful first person shooter. It was a great time.
5: Oh, the sound. But the thing is, for such a simple concept, the execution is top notch. Mm. The sound design, the gameplay—I mean, the tack You, you, you know, you would only allow two guns. You know, you got your primary and your secondary, so you kind of have to strategize a bit. Okay, what am I going? And you—that's the. Those are the two guns you have to stay with through the entire mission. <laughs> so you kind of have no. To you could swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are certain breakpoints where find you can swap. Stuff where you could, you could
4: find other weapons.
5: Yeah. If but, you wanted oh, to. Oh, but it so, oh, it so, it's such a fun game. Like I said, it's it's gun porn. That's all it is. Yeah. You know?
4: <laughs> the one thing that sticks with me about that game forever is there's one scene where um, the level opens up and you are supposed to cross this derelict bridge yes. with a bunch of abandoned cars on it. And uh, the level opens up and one guy... Asks the superior officer So how exactly do you expect us To get past all those swinging dicks Out there with rocket launcher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the commanding officer replies By asking, penite, by asking nicely Now get moving
5: <laughs> And that's, that's another game that kind of Either deserves a follow up or deserves a sequel I'm surprised no sequel has been, ever been made for it I know
1: right Yeah at this point right now, would not they just remastered the old game? No.
4: It. Yeah. A,
2: it,
4: the 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 topic hasn't aged well because it the black ops are like uh, um like the Serbian civil war and stuff uh, yeah yeah you you'd kind of have to do a sequel at this point
1: right plus
5: plus the thing is the end of the game ended on a cliffhanger, right, oh God. No, it was. It was like, okay, here's your next mission. That's it.
1: Yeah, I spent the <laughs> next
4: five years looking for a sequel to that shit. The fact, they never put one out, killed
2: me.
1: <laughs>
2: Alright, so Mike, what about you? Um. Well, I managed to borrow this game from uh, other Joe, but the Xenosaga series.
0: Okay. It is,
2: it is a uh, very much a JRPG. Um, but it's a sci-fi one as opposed to the usual kind of like either modern or fantasy style
4: it is a um, very soft sci-fi
2: <laughs> y- yeah it, it's it, it's got this it's got a really weird deep mythology to it but I mean, basically you pay you play these uh, these characters who um are they're trying to deal with these this alien race called the gnosis who basically if they touch you they basically kind of turn you like shatter you like glass almost um but it's it's cool because when you get into like a uh, battle scene um most of the characters have like these mechs that they can actually uh get into and then they uh, have like much more powerful weaponry and then you know they have to leave it when we uh to let it recharge but it was supposed to be a six game series but because the sales were never quite there, they were forced to kind of crush it into three games. And that's why the the second and third one, they're still fun, but... Time
4: out, time out, time out. Now, there's a history to this in that it's a sequel, which is supposed to be a remake of xenogears which was also a soft sci-fi mech centered series on the ps1 One, yeah. that also didn't get finished because they ran out of funding and therefore um the second disc of that game was just text and boss battles
2: yeah which so I, i've actually got didn't that have
4: the funding for the second half of the series is very on brand
2: yeah <laughs> i mean it's a shame because like the, the mythology has such like, a wide scope i mean it has to do with these, uh, these like giant golden like statue things that are the uh, town around the universe and i guess like this is supposed to uh, kind of represent like the twelve apostles or something like that it it, oh, it gets
4: it's so much worse than that dude they're called the zohar they're representative of uh the Sephiroth from um uh esoteric jewish jewish mysticism like it's so much weirder than you think
2: yeah it it, it gets really deep but because it was kind of scaled back so much they were really kind of forced to shoehorn everything kind of in so the second and third game are kind of no, they're not as they don't live up to the hype, but they're still fun, and I really, really enjoy the uh, at least the first game very much. So,
1: hmm. very cool, very cool.
2: All right, so Todd, back to you. Cool. Hello. All
0: right. Hello. Hey. Um, hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Just all fine. right. So, let's see. I'm going to go with my next favorite game and i was really big into sports games but nba street volume Mm two was absolutely wild i played this game nonstop for about two years straight unbelievable game licensed you know mlb i'm sorry nba pa licensed and but it was two on two it was like nba jam but outside and you had all these classic characters come in you could have the aba ball it was just it was unbelievable it was such a fun game Nice, nice. Anyone else? No, I'm the only one. Yeah, sorry. <laughs>
1: all right. <And laughs> Go honestly, check it out. I've never been into basketball games, uh, like basketball video games. The closest I ever got was Double Dribble for the NES.
5: Yeah, I've, ne- I've never been able to get into basketball games. I always find the controls very hard to get used to.
1: Yes. So, all right. Also, Joe, what, what you, what's another game on your list?
4: Okay, next up in the lineup is Silent Hills 2 and 3.
0: I got a letter. The name on the envelope said, Mary, my wife's name. It's ridiculous. Couldn't possibly be true. That's what I keep telling myself dead person can't write a letter. Mary died of that damn disease three years ago. So then, why am I looking for her?
5: Okay. Oh, talk about uh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a mind bender. I like box. the dark
4: shit. What can I say? Um, so Silent Hill 1 was on the PS2. So, Sil- so the P- er, Silent Hill 1 was on the PS1. 2 and 3 were sequels on the PS2. Um, Silent Hill 2 has minimal amounts to do with the first game. Silent Hill 3 is a direct sequel to the first one. In all of them, the game is generally predicated on the same town, which is based on Centralia, Pennsylvania, um, it's awful. You wander around during the day, and <laughs> yeah. there are monsters, and, and then and the night falls and you wind yourself up in a blood-covered chain-link uh, hospital, being yeah, if, chased if, by if, nurses with no was, arms or face and gi- giant needles pointing out of their ass.
5: I was gonna say, if you, if you want to disabuse yourself of any sexy nurse fantasies, play this game.
4: There's the truth. So the Silent Hill movie was mostly predicated on two, not one. Okay. Okay. Um, which is to say, that whole Pyramid Head guy, who is fucking terrifying,
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah, he was, uh, he was from 2. Yeah. Um, and there's always a, a bad, a good, and a best ending for these games based on how you do with the puzzles and what choices you make over the course of the game, um, but the best option is generally to not worship the evil demons. <laughs> Typically.
2: Oh, maybe that's where I've been going wrong all this time. Damn it!
4: <laughs> just, you know, cutting to the chase.
1: <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Catherine.
3: All right. Uh, a couple games I was going to talk about were X-Men Legends 2, Rise of Apocalypse, but that is just a, uh, a poor showing to uh, what would be Avengers Ultimate Alliance on the Xbox ah. 360. And uh Pirates: Legend of Black Cat, which is a white whale for me, and I'm still trying to work on that one. But no, let's. <laughs> and I picked, I picked it back up, and I'm, I will get through it someday. God help me. <laughs> but no, uh, let's talk about it. It's uh, Pirates is a, a great game, good story, good controls, but uh, very complicated. uh but let's move on to one of my top two favorites, Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Yes!
2: Absolutely.
3: I am on my third copy of this game. I've, I've, I've got three discs of this because I keep wearing it out. Because it is fun, and it's also something I can play while marching in place, or working on a mini-stepper, in fact and like getting some really good cardio each levels about you know, some levels are only 10 minutes some levels are 30 minutes but it averages out to 20 minutes a level it's a good cardio workout it mm. doesn't require a lot of work you it's not like a lot of video games where you like find yourself writhing with the control trying to help your guy jump over the thing
2: <laughs> 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 and you
3: and you you, you know maybe fall out of your papa on like I might have done on Tomb Raider at one point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty easy to play, but it's it's super fun, and I've I've beaten it with almost every character at this point. <laughs> I'm still awesome. working on it. And I I do have some to unlock. I'm ready to go.
4: It's definitely Ooh. a great grind of all the. And it is strictly a grind. There is zero plot. Zero.
2: Well, you know, technically there is, but... Um, it's, dude, it's bad it's, dudes it's, had more it's of not, a plot it is, than okay. this, okay? It is,
5: not, it is not Diablo, okay? It is not the Diablo series. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Diablo
4: had a shitload more plot. What are you yeah. talking about?
5: That's what I'm saying. It's not Diablo. Yeah, he's okay,
3: agreeing
4: with
3: you. It's, it's like, yeah... It, it's old Scott style video game. Like I used to watch my friends play uh, oh, Gauntlet play. in like arcade. Yeah, I never saw it at Kelly's Corner, but I watched my friends play it at a uh, at the student union at UMass Amherst, and it's like fireball! Huh.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> Warrior it, needs food badly.
2: When if you're, you're about to die, you can shoot the food.
3: And and they they yeah. they totally kept that. And I, you know, I I get that at some point. I'm like tech writer needs food badly (laughs) i need lunch um and you know that that's just a classic line but yeah and it's it's even though it's so easy and it's not hard it is still so they they injected so much fun into it you know there's the point where you on like unlock an egg and you you turn into pojo the fire-breathing chicken for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and the fact that there's like you know you can unlock alternate versions of all the major characters so it's like i'm i'm currently playing through as the hyena version of the jester <laughs> but yeah i i like i said i got this i got this as a present from my my good friends over 15 years ago and it, yeah. they they gave me they gave me Gauntlet Dark Legacy with it and i still really really love it Mm -hmm. still playing on my original PS2 still playing and and I'm on my third copy my third disc I had to order the most recent one online I'm like because the other two weren't loading white, and I'm like I I need to play this in the morning so I can work out come on god damn it (laughs) I'd like to
4: point out that the only worthwhile character to play in that game is the Jester because his idea of a power attack is dropping a crate full of chickens on people this is very (laughs) important (laughs)
3: he also goes it's hammer time
4: yes (laughs) and then whips out a giant squeaky hammer that shoots out boxing gloves like he's absurd it's a great time
1: (laughs) all right how about you joe what do you got on there what else you got on your list all
5: right for my next one um i picked a game that pretty much reinvigorated a franchise and redefined gameplay and that was resident evil 4.
2: Yeah.
0: you are a long way from home cowboy you have my sympathies guess that's a local's way of breaking the ice anyway you know what this is all about my assignment is to search for the president's missing daughter what all by yourself I'm sure you boys didn't just tag along so we could sing Kumbaya together at some Boy Scout bonfire. Then again, maybe you did. (laughs) Oh, you're crazy, American! It's a direct order from the chief himself. I tell you, it's no picnic. I'm counting on you guys. And
5: up until this game, I was not a fan of the Resident Evil series. Just because I hated the fixed camera. I hate it. I thought the controls were wicked janky and just i just not easy to play with. Yeah, I had and a hard Re- time with
1: that with the PS uh PS1.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean Resident Evil 3 was just hard, hard to play. It was mm-hmm. not fun. But RE4 redefined the way thir- basically it it defined the third person shooter genre. Yeah, Especially right. with the over, you know, over the shoulder camera, uh, point and shoot. And it made Resident Evil 4, the Resident Evil series, fun. I enjoyed, Resident Evil 4 is probably my favorite game in the series.
1: Okay, yeah. It's, I honestly haven't played because I kind of stopped paying attention. But was Resident Evil 4 the one that ended up on the GameCube first?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I I actually, I have played that then because we had it for the uh, GameCube. I think Cicerone loaned it to me.
2: Yeah, and it starts off with you basically in a in a town and all of the townspeople are coming to try and kill you, and it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain it's a pain <laughs> in the ass, but it's
5: easier to deal with than it is in Resident Evil 3.
2: Okay. I never played Resident <laughs> Evil 3, so I couldn't tell you that.
5: Joe, I, I just need your one opinion from
4: you. What? How do you feel about that fat fucking fish? <laughs> <laughs> I got a buddy going through that game right now and he is just beside himself about how much he hates that fat fucking fish.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Just at it. That's all you can do.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, Mike, how about you? All right. Well, the last one on my list is Dark Cloud 2. Fifteen years ago, The world was laid to waste, and
3: all that remained was the town of Palm Brinks. Our enemy, the one who destroyed everything, was a mysterious ruler. His name? Emperor Griffin. We still don't know why he did this, why he destroyed our world. The reason that he did not also destroy Palm Brinks was because of a stone he believed was hidden in our town. Yes, the stone I'm wearing right now.
4: Okay. Okay.
2: They, I mean yeah, dar- roguelikes. Huh? It's a roguelike. Uh, I'm not sure what that means.
4: Uh, the levels are randomized. The loot the loot is generally oh. randomized. Yeah. And death is permanent.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there was there was Dark Cloud 1, which was fun, but it was pretty much you go down a dungeon, you know, like each level is pretty much the same but uh, it's different layout. it looks the same it's just different layout, different monsters or whatever. And you've just got to like find these things uh, to unlock your town and you can like rebuild the town how you like it. Um, Dark Cloud 2 it was much more based on much more story based. Um, similar game mechanics but like you start off in this town and you're like, going you have to get through the, all of the sewer levels in order to escape the town um and you're being attacked by this this uh circus um grandmaster who's got like, this giant robot clown
4: so, <laughs> but, the plot was absurd but it existed in this game he's not kidding there was no plot to the first game
3: like, yeah none. i just i just yeah. heard that it was just like there's a circus master and there's a giant evil clown and
1: what <laughs> No here's but, where it gets crazy.
2: <laughs> but what was cool is that like um you could like take pictures of various enemies and then that would like give you ideas for different inventions and that you could like, collect items around the town and use that to create items and weapons that would help you out and you could be- use that to improve your current weapons and eventually you escape the town and you find that everything outside of the town is pretty much a wasteland that you can that you have to like rebuild, uh, much yep. like the first game, but um, yeah, the the second game was such a vast improvement over the first one. It was really, really well done.
4: Mike, it's been years. Do me a favor and refresh my memory. Did they bring back the whooping tuna? <laughs> I'm not kidding. In the first game, there was a guy whose weapon was a frozen tuna.
2: Oh, that... That does sound vaguely familiar from the I'm back. They it, back. Uh, it sounds vague uh, I I believe so, it believe sounds like something you wouldn't create encounter in the sewers.
4: Yeah, but, it sounds right.
2: And I, I know I do know one of the mini bosses was a uh, <laughs> was the uh, ringmaster riding a uh, giant elephant and trying to stomp you.
4: Well, I mean everybody needs a hobby, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, this is so much fun. So much fun.
1: <laughs> Alright, so on my list, I've got a PS2 uh, exclusive game to talk about. War of the Monsters.
4: Ooh.
1: Was that Godzilla?
4: Yeah. It was, so, well, no,
2: it
1: wasn't. It, it was wasn't done Godzilla. By Incog. Yeah. Oh,
2: so it was, it was Godzilla, uh, not Godzilla.
1: Yeah, the uh, Godzilla, King Kong with the serial number scraped off. Yeah. Um, right,
2: right, right. Giant lizard, lizard creature. Yeah. Giant
1: monkey. Like Lizard, Gorilla, uh, they're pretty yeah. much named after <laughs> He-Man characters. I played um, that <laughs> the guys
4: Twist Metal Black. That was a great game.
1: Yeah. That game was it's so much fun. And this is one of the ones I dug up. Um and my son just absolutely had a blast playing it because the beauty is, is that there's there's nothing to the game. It's just you are, you are one of the monsters. Your your opponent is another monster, yep. and you beat the shit out of each other. But there's also an element of the, you're in these environments that you can interact with. You can grab cars and stuff and throw it right at them. Yeah, almost like a 3D version of uh, rampage. Yes, I was and I was the, just
3: thinking this sounded rampage.
1: It does, and it's. The, the cool thing with it is, too, is that it plays up very similar to like an old 50s, you know, an old 50s sci fi horror movie. Uh, even the music is very similar to that. So, this is a bunch of teenagers? Oh, if only. If only. No. It's, <laughs> no. You don't really see any human beings in it, but it's just, it's really, it's really a fun, cool, oh. simple game that you can lose two hours just playing it because you just get lost in playing the game.
2: That kind of reminds me of another game. Give me a second. Let me look it up to see if it was a PS2 game.
1: All right.
4: It's All right, fast, that's... too. It does, like Things keep happening. It's very much an action game.
1: Oh, yeah. If you, you get knocked really down, get it, is, it is tough to get your momentum back if you get knocked down because if you're playing against somebody, they're just going off on you the entire time. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's it is a lot of fun. And I remember also it's one of those games – They made it really appealing because it was only like $30 as opposed to most of the $50 price points, some of the games.
2: Yep. Oh, shit. a good thing.
1: What? I'll I'll let you know when we get to me. Oh, okay. Great. (laughs) All right. So, due to timing restrictions, we got to cut it down to everyone gets one more pick. So, make them good. So, I got to make
0: it quick because I got to make it quick because other Joe's got something to say. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So,
1: uh, actually, you know what, then? Why don't we jump to other Joe first, and then we'll go back to you, Todd? How's that sound?
0: I, that's a, hey, whatever, whatever works. So previously, I when we last yes. left, uh, also so. Joe, he was like, "Oh shit."
4: <laughs> so I've got this list, and I'm going to audible into Katamari Damacy. Oh I, oh, I knew that was going to be Mike's response <laughs> I just knew it I fucking knew it
2: The Katamari games are so much fucking fun
4: They are that, that started it all 20 bucks got you a copy of the most absurd game ever It was done on such a Two-string budget They did their uh, translation through Babel Fish. <laughs>
2: And pretty much every kind of Mario game has the same plot line. You're the prince of the universe. Your father gets drunk and destroys the universe. You have to rebuild the universe.
4: Yep, and he's <laughs> horrific and abusive to you the entire time. Like, yep. <laughs> the, the prince has the worst family life. And it, it you start with the tiniest things. It's like you have this ball, and it picks things up, but they're only, you know... Only if they're 25% of the total diameter of the ball. So you start off with a thumbtack being a big pickup, and you end with Mount Fuji being a small pickup. Like, (laughs) by the time. The worst part, though, um, I mean, besides the music, which is terrifically catchy and will keep you from sleeping at night, is the horrified screams of the town people when you finally (laughs) get big enough to pick them up, because you will. And it's so bright and positive, but if you stop and think about what you just did, you just go, "Damn, I'm a monster."
0: <laughs> I have the as worst a
3: person, As a person who has played some games, but mostly enjoys watching people play games, I hate watching Katamari. Joe's not allowed to play it while I'm. old.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't. See, I can't see it being a fun game to watch. No. Fun to play.
3: <laughs> no, like I can't even stand it. If it's in another room, the music is so awful. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you for that glowing endorsement. That was yeah. all I had moving on.
0: Awesome. Todd. All right. So everything that I had left on my list was also licensed movie and TV show stuff. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith, which was a great just hacking away with your lightsaber. Um 007 Everything or Nothing which tried to recreate the wonder and the glamour of GoldenEye didn't really work but my next <laughs> choice is Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds Woo-hoo. one of the hardest games I've ever played in my entire life the show may have ended but the adventure is just beginning you are so dead bring it on living dead play as buffy and five other main characters from the show
3: don't try this at home
0: another trophy for spike
3: come on you are not even trying
0: man you guys reproduce like bunnies
4: was that like a top-down beat-em-up no
0: no it was third person (laughs) beat-em-up
4: yeah yeah So like you know like three quarters angle but top it, down yeah
0: yeah and it was it was more puzzles and just oh it was so frustrating and there was no real good save mechanism for it and mm. oh I I spent months trying to beat that game it was where I had to side, go to GameFAQs.
2: on the plus side they got most of the TV show cast to the voice the characters that's true that's cool they could not get um, Sarah Michelle Gellar obviously surprise
0: shock and yeah could also
2: <laughs> they could also not get emma caulfield to do Anya.
0: that that is surprising
4: i love don't her. you that, bi- that is
2: that
3: is very surprising yeah
4: don't you big shock me um i'd like to point out for x-men legends and legends too they did get uh patrick stewart
2: mm. to do
1: yes.
4: yeah. to do the good professor x peace do. So.
0: Yeah. Peace 2. Peace Come 2. Peace too. Peace 2. Yeah. to yeah. let me, leave me hanging with that one. It's cuz we're yeah. not feasting. Absolutely. Sorry. I don't th-
4: I don't think he uh I don't think he's ever turned down a role frankly. It's just most people don't have the guts to offer them to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's counting on.
0: <laughs> so, anything else about uh, Buffy? Yeah, great uh settings. Every level was pretty spot on to the tv show including the magic shop the mall you know things like that the graveyard it was it was really really well done My goodness! i think activision like not even a huge studio either so
2: yeah
0: um, i was really happy with it i think i got it for like 15 bucks so it was all good cool there you go all right catherine what about you
3: all right the last game i'm going to talk about and this is epic muppet cruise party
1: Look, everybody, the pictures from our cruise are ready. I've made a really cool photo album, too. Ah, adventure on the high seas, okay. The food, the cannons. Oh, the shopping! May I interject something? So
2: many good times. Hey, look, here's when Animal ran right off the boat to catch his puck. Water! Now that was funny! Yeah, those are the things I really like to remember. You mean... Walks on the deck, Cam? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, those were nice
1: too, Piggy, but, but I was talking about playing those terrific games. You know, just, just look at that tomato, huh?
0: (sighs) It seems like only yesterday. It was only yesterday, but we can enjoy the memories immediately thanks to Muppet Lab's instantaneous photo
1: process. Fast, fast! Indeed. Yep, Muppet reference drink.
3: Everybody take a
1: drink. And Muppet Cruise Party, uh,
3: it is a really playable game. It is amazing. It is fun. The the music is fun. Um, the you know they got you know the current Muppet performers did the voices. It was it's just infinitely playable. Like uh, Joe won't play it against me, but what we what we've done is like I'll play it, and it's like a, there are games that I'm good at. I play them. There are games he's good at. He plays them. There's games that nobody's good at. We either play them or just walk away from the TV for a bit. Uh, the Dune Buggies is unplayable. Yeah, but most of games. That. Yeah, Most <laughs> of the games are extremely playable. Unlike uh, Muppet Race Mania for the PlayStation 1, which is just, ugh, crap. But yeah, the uh, Muppet Cruise Party is just so much fun. Muppet
4: cruise party is what I think of when I think of a licensed game and that it's about, you know, 75 to 80% playable. It's 100% enjoyable. It's like 80% playable. And there are points at which you just have to throw down the controller in frustration and walk away because, um, whoever was assigned that level is just didn't care. They already got paid. Um, the nice part is because it's a party game, that doesn't have to be the be-all and end-all. You don't hit a level and go, well, can't beat the game now, we're stuck here. You just go, okay, didn't win this one, I'll get him next time.
3: <laughs> so it yeah, still works I, out. I think I had a copy of Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds and I walked away from it so quickly that like, it was like, I went to GameStop, bought it, tried it, walked back, turned it in.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: or as cruise party... Frustrating it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Muppet Cruise Party. I still play it. You know, I had it for over ten years, and I'm still playing it.
1: Mm. Nice, fun. Nice. Um, all right, Joe. All right. So you
5: knew eventually I had to bring th- this series up, but Gran Turismo three and
1: four. Joe's talking about cars. Drink. <laughs> God damn it. Well, when
5: the thing about the GT3 and then later GT4, I kind of lump them in together because the like I said the PlayStation was such a huge advancement in technology in terms of hardware and graphics that the things they were, they were able to do with GT3 put it so far above Gran Turismo 2 where they were able to focus more on the physics of the vehicles made them a lot more realistic looking, made it more of a driving simulator than just a straight-up arcade game. I mean, the the, the the CD came with a driving manual. <laughs> you know, you basically yeah. had to learn how to drive, you know, to pl- be able to play this game and play it well. And they did, they focused so much attention to detail on the, on, on the vehicles and the physics that where GT2 had over almost like 699 playable cars gt3 only had less than 400 No, just because of all the focus that they they put into it now gt4 by came out a few years later but they were they knew what they could do with the hardware now, you know, they were able to exploit the PlayStation hardware a lot better than they could when the first the game first came out and the first uh, GT3 came out, mm. that they were able to add more cars to it while still maintain the high fidelity to the physics and the graphics and stuff like that. So mm. and I think that's kind of the story of the PlayStation 2 over its lifetime is as more people figured out how to exploit the hardware, the games just got better and better and better. Hence its long life. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of things that a lot of games on PlayStation Two that you think about is like there's no way this game should have been should have been there's no way this hardware should be running this
2: game. Yeah.
4: Joe, mm. so, I uh, want to compare and contrast from you on Need for Speed versus uh, uh, Gran Turismo.
5: I I love Need for, Need for Speed, especially uh, the Need for Need for Speed um, Underground. Because I like the open wheel. Need for Speed is such an arcade, though. It's such an arcade game. I mean, you just it drops you in and you play. Whereas Gran Turismo is more the simulator, more the you know for the the enthusiast, quote unquote. Where Need for Speed Underground is more, or the Need for Speed series is more for the casual gamer. You just hey, I just want to drive. You know, a, a quick driving game that I can get into.
4: Holy shit! You did yeah.
5: that. <laughs> <laughs> What you're you're surprised? <laughs> it's yeah. just that you bit on the uh, on the bait. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you you did not throw that bait out to me. <laughs> you did not throw out the car bait <laughs> to me. I will take
2: it.
1: All right, Mike. Do you have any other games on there?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm throwing an audible. I just remind you, uh, your War of the Monsters reminded me of a game. It's uh. It was a 2005 game that um, is actually getting a remake uh, coming out in July. It's called Destroy All Humans.
3: (laughs) Let's go sunning. It's so good for you. Let's go sunning. Need the sky.
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
5: we interrupt this program to bring you breaking news from the observatory at Rockwell. In over 20 years of broadcasting, I'm at a loss for words. I can only describe what I'm
2: seeing as not from this earth. Something is emerging out of the spacecraft. It's raising its hand. Perhaps a sign of peace. No! We are under attack! Oh shit, I that's I getting remember a com- that remake. One. That is getting a remake coming out in a little over a month. Oh Actually about I two think months. I
4: might have a copy of that around here somewhere. At
1: least I did. You, mm,
2: wasn't, you, that? wasn't that a flash game originally? Uh no. No, it came out on PlayStation 2 and Xbox.
1: I remember uh, that game.
2: Yeah, you play you play an alien uh, who named Crypto, full name Cryptosporidium 136. Um, and Lord, basically so deep. Yeah, and basically <laughs> you land in like 1950s America um, and your character basically thinks that like the cows are the dominant life form. And um, you use all all these like like hypno beams and just like these weird alien weapons just completely like destroy humans and capture them and do all kind of weird things to them all while trying to avoid the uh, military and the men in black. Hmm. But you know, it, it was like fully playing up the 1950s stereotypes and using, <laughs> uh, using uh, all that for humor. And um, it was just really, really fun. Like each time your character gets killed, Uh, A new version gets uh, reawoken because uh, they're just all clones. Yeah,
4: that platform was really the last hurrah for side scrolling beat em ups like that.
2: Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it was very kind of a GTA, but with more of a humorous sci fi 50s um, bent to it. Cool. I can't wait for the remake.
1: That's awesome. All right. So, you, I, I, I got one more left on my list here, and that is, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I believe Catherine referred to it as Avengers Ultimate Alliance.
3: No, 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 no. Colonel
2: Fury, Doom. I'll have your head for this. I have little time for your petty threats, Colonel. Surrender your ship now, or I shall destroy it. Not on my watch. This is a priority alert to all metahumans UNN alpha requested immediate
1: assistance Thor take care of those gunships spider-man draw them towards the stern sure thing I just love being target. Wolverine you know so it boy scout. I don't take orders from you Yeah, it's
3: Essentially, this there's an I, Avengers I, I, Ultimate Alliance was on the the Xbox at least, at least that's what
1: we have. Right, right. But the the Marvel Ultimate Alliance is the um, the PlayStation version. Yeah. Where oh, essentially ooh, it's, okay. I think I I'm fairly certain it was a PS one. Ex- it was a PS exclusive. Uh, I could be no. wrong about that. Uh, well, no, 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 it, no. out
2: no. it, no, no. on Xbox and Xbox 360 because I had those first and i played them on that
1: and it was just the the cool thing about the game is that there was next to no unlocking you needed to do your characters were readily available to you all of their different costumes and the different um entities that they carried like uh captain marvel was also warbird and she was binary Mm. and she was ms marvel and you could just switch those out at any point in the game and it was just this great little co-op game that they, they just brought back um from the Nintendo Switch uh Ultimate Alliance 3 The Dark Order. Yeah. Which is I, I got it. It's like it's like I broke down and bought a game during our lockdown here. And I'm having a good time playing it with my son, but there's so much unlocking you have to do through like other means. It's just like I, I wanna like play around with these characters and I want to enjoy this without having to go through all these these trials and <laughs> Stuff. God damn it! I just want, just want to unlock these suits. Good luck with
2: that. Didn't, yeah. didn't they release both Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance Two on the uh, PS4 and Xbox One recently? They, they the did.
1: They, yeah, they were. I think they were remasters. Yeah. Um, I just honestly, I couldn't justify the price for two games that were at that point like fifteen years old. And yeah, sure, I'll, I'll pay fifty bucks to pop for each of those now. That, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I just—I think that was like the last game I really got into on the PS4. I said the PS2 rather. Uh, were those Ultimate <laughs> Alliance games? And yeah, I—I just—I just really enjoy them. So that's what I'm using to close this out with. Cool. So yeah, so PS2. Well, we got we. have Does I know I know like I just rehooked up mine. Catherine never undid hers. You guys still have yours like up and running somewhere in your homes or.
2: Yeah, I've got mine somewhere. I think it's in my closet somewhere. I have it. I okay. have it.
5: I do. Yeah. I, I, I still have it downstairs in my um in my hobby. Room. Yeah, my hobby <laughs> room. It's, it's yeah. It's still on the com- It's still on the uh, on the TV stand next to the TV in my nice. hobby room. Nice. I still
4: have a tactical mech game that Joe needs to play for it. Frankly,
1: okay. Well, sounds like a a game swap. Whenever things go, whenever we get out of the other side of this.
4: Whatever I'll it to him. He'll leave it in the garage for three days. It'll be fine.
0: How about you, Todd? <laughs> I have it. It's in a box somewhere, but it uh, last I checked, it was in proper working condition, and Excellent. I would bust it out again for sure. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I was
1: just I was thrilled. I found my my uh, controller extenders too. So
2: I mean, also and I still have
3: my uh I still have my uh tap, so all like we can get four people playing Gauntlet Ooh. if we
4: want.
2: Ooh. Um, okay, like, actually, someday when yeah. we can
4: have four people in the same room. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> on I know on PlayStation Four they've got this thing called PS Now that they've got a whole bunch of old like PlayStation Two, PlayStation One, and PlayStation Three yeah. games available for like uh, I mean you, you pay like a monthly subscription for it, and you can download a whole bunch of them and you can play them online. They're they're still solid. They're still excellent games. Yeah. I'm yep. I'm waiting
3: for the for the mini PS2 like they've done with the, the NES and the SNES.
2: <laughs> oh, they, they did well, well they did the PlayStation 1 and it was absolutely terrible. The games yeah. were awful.
3: Uh, maybe they'll smarten up and and give me the games I want.
2: <laughs> and yeah, like all of them were like licensed by like only one or two particular companies, they couldn't right. get a lot of the licenses for the games. Right, but well, there I, is a I figure they can
3: get Gauntlet. I figure they can get okay. Gauntlet 2 and Gauntlet Dark Legacy. And yeah, there's there's hacks like we've we've
1: hacked our uh, NES. Yeah, hmm. NES, I, I've NES, hacked Both my minis. Yeah, I've hacked both my minis, and uh, one of my friends actually did hack his PS. Uh, his PS Classic. Oh, nice. So it's entirely possible to do. So anyway, uh, first of all, great conversation. Thank you very much for joining us, Joe. Yay.
2: My pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Your expertise. Todd, as always, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me. Much appreciated.
1: Yeah, it's nice to take this stroll down memory lane. And then next episode, we're going to be talking about something a little current. We're going to be discussing what the hell have we been doing in our downtime. Uh since March thirteenth. 13th...
4: <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about it, it turns out. Yeah. Well
1: you're, you're some told, of us yes. Some, some of, of us it you're allowed busier. to talk about.
3: And, and some of some of us have like, are are keeping working and, and have releases and are
1: going nuts. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. No, I know that there's been a lot of like I for for so, so, so as far as I'm aware, uh Joe and Mike, you are still going to work, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Todd, Catherine, and I have been working from home. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's so much fun. So much fun. But what we're going to discuss is uh, what we've been doing kind of as our downtime thing, because we can't go to restaurants or movies or anything. What have we been watching? Have we picked up any hobbies? Have we done any of that? So that's going to be our conversation for our next episode. If you want to let us know what you've been doing during lockdown, you can let us know on our Facebook page, which is Geek Salad Podcast, and on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, We're also going to probably put the call out to that about a couple days before we go to record this episode. Um, You can also check out the archive to Geek Salad at geeksalad.podbean.com or on the Podbean app. And you can uh, get the uh, the podcast wherever you get your podcast, uh, whatever app you are using to catch your podcast please use that uh we also have a youtube channel where we brought we do weekly movie reviews so you can (laughs) check that out on youtube at geek salad podcast and don't forget if you haven't bought a swag from our geek salad uh, storefront and t public uh, just go to t and do this keyword search geek salad podcasting you can find t-shirts uh coffee mugs and now you can get ppe as well And we've we've all
3: bought some swag from the site ourselves, just to let you know.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
2: We don't get it free.
1: (laughs) No, we do not get it free. Um, But yeah, check that out there. And until next time, I'm Andy.
2: I'm Mike. I'm Joe.
1: I'm Catherine. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. Stay safe.
3: Listen, something crazy is going on. Cheryl! you What happened? Well, it's like this. And that's about it. Oh, my poor little Cheryl. I can't
0: believe that. I'm going to Silent Hill, and I'm going to bust some hair! Oh, Dad, you're the coolest!